Welcome to your Happy Ever After podcast. I am Deanna Murphy, the founder of Deanna Murphy International and the creator of the Christian Women's Entrepreneur Discipleship Program, Your Happy Ever After. And be sure to join your Happy Ever After community. There is a link in the podcast description and there is a Facebook link on my podcast page. So this podcast is for separated and divorced Christian female entrepreneurs who want to overcome past toxic relationships, who are ready to tear down and eliminate everything holding them back, and who are fiercely committed to going all in with God and kingdom living. So last week, I talked about the number one thing that's holding most separated and divorced Christian female entrepreneurs back. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly encourage you to go listen to it before listening to this one. You will get the most out of this 10-week series by listening to all the episodes in order because They build on each other. So before we get started, let's begin with a prayer. Please join me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our life. Thank you for everything that you are and that you do for us, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that, you know, in the midst of all this chaos in the world and, you know, all the things that have happened this year, that we can come into this holiday season with gratitude. Gratitude for all the good things that have happened this year and gratitude for all the lessons we've learned. And Lord, you are just so amazing. You're so amazing. You know, you sent your son to come as a human being, to be born as a baby in a manger, in humble beginnings, Lord, and that he would grow up to be the savior of the world and you know, that he would die on the cross and take on all our sins so that we could be reconciled to you and that we could live with you for eternity, Lord. You are so amazing to create this this way for us, this path for us to spend eternity with you, Lord. And as I reflect on this holiday season and you know, just everything that it means, the birth of our Savior, Lord. I am so excited about the possibility of seeing the star of Bethlehem this year. You know, these Jupiter and Saturn lining up on December 21st to make this beautiful, beautiful bright light in the sky that was similar to the star of Bethlehem. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for ending this horrible year 
this chaotic year, this very uncertain year with your star, your bright light, your symbol of hope and freedom. And Lord, I just want to pray right now for this beautiful woman that is listening to you, Lord. You know every detail about her life. You know all her fears, all her doubts, all her past experiences, her pain, all the tears that she has ever shed, Lord. You have collected them in a bowl. You know every single one, Lord. You have never been absent from anything that she has gone through, Lord. You care about her so much. And I pray, Lord, that right now, as she's sitting here listening, that you would just overwhelm her, overwhelm her, Lord, with your love, your deep, compassionate, never-ending love, and that you would surround her with your comfort and your peace, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would just open her ears, her mind, and her heart to receive exactly the message that you want her to hear today, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with me, that you would flow in me and through me to give the message exactly as you want it told to your women, Lord. And I just ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So here's the thing, ladies. God wants to raise his daughters, that's you and me, up into a mighty spiritual force around the world. He wants us to be a force to be reckoned with. He wants the enemy to tremble when our eyes open and our feet hit the floor every day. That's what he wants. And he's looking to and fro across the land to see who he can count on, to see who's going to obey him, to see who he can send. Now, when I say who he can send, don't freak out on me right here. This doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to send you halfway around the world. I know many women hold back from giving God 100% because they're so afraid that he's going to make them give up their life, give up their family, and move halfway around the world. And I think that that has happened to very few Christian women. I mean, it happened to probably, you know, people like Mother Teresa and different women like that. But I think for the average woman, he's not going to call us to give up everything in our life and move halfway around the world. I think when he's looking to see who he can send, he's looking to see if, you know, if he sends you to reconcile with a family member or friend, are you going to obey? Are you going to do it? Or if he wants you to go give an encouraging word to a coworker, are you going to do it? Or if he wants you to bring food to a sick friend, are you going to do it? And the thing is, is that when God tells us to move, when God calls us to go do something, we rarely feel ready when he does call on us. There is a lot of resistance on our part. 
we balk, we stall, we talk ourselves out of it. We start to think, well, was that God talking to me or was that me talking to me? I don't know. And, but here's the thing. He doesn't call us after we're ready. He doesn't call us after we're trained up. He doesn't call us after we're 100% sure that it was him. He trains us as we step out in faith and as we obey. He trains us to recognize his voice. He trains us to hear him. But that's only as we step out and as we, you know, step out of our comfort zone and push past our fear and our doubt and we keep moving. And yeah, sometimes it is us. But so what? What if it was just us that said, hey, I should go encourage a coworker. Hey, I should bring food to a sick friend. Hey, I should go reconcile with this family member or friend. Is that necessarily a bad thing that maybe you didn't hear him 100%? No. So he's training us as we go. And he calls us in the midst of our journey. And he calls us in the midst of our healing. And the thing is, is he sees our potential of what we can be, of how he sees us. This is what he calls forth. He speaks to our destiny, not our past. And you see this time and time again with the heroes in the Bible. He calls them, uh, he calls them out as to what their destiny is, how he sees them. Not, he's not calling them as what they currently are or what happened to them in their past. And, you know, I talked about this a little bit last week about how our experiences can label us. And these aren't who, these labels aren't who we truly are. We are not our past. Okay. We are who God says we are. And that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. And so we have to prepare our heart, our mind, and our spirit to be in this place to hear and receive and to obey God. And this takes daily intention, which we're going to talk about later in this series. But, you know, being in this place where we are, you know, ready to... Not that we're necessarily ready, but we are in alignment and agreement with God that, yes, you can send me. Yes, I will go. Yes, I'm going to obey. This is what I call identity confidence. And this is what um, we're going to do to battle the identity crisis. I probably didn't word that really well. but So last week we talked about identity crisis. And then this week, what we're talking about to overcome that is identity confidence. When we know exactly who we are, what we stand for, where our lines are drawn in the sand, and who we belong to, we move into this powerful place where we become that force to be reckoned with. Now, like I said, last week we talked about how most separated and divorced Christian women have an identity crisis. And it's through these toxic relationships and or marriages that we lost sight of who we really were and what we could really accomplish 
and we lost ourselves. And I won't go into all of it again here, but I wanted to just mention it here as a you know, tiny recap for us as a reminder and for those who haven't listened to last week's episode yet, just so they kind of know the context of what we're talking about this week. So what is the number one thing we can do to move forward in our life and our business to find success and favor with God and to live our happy ever after? It is finding our identity confidence as a daughter of the king and making the decision to go all in with God and kingdom living. So in the next eight weeks, I'm going to talk about the foundational keys to living your happy ever after. And this is a journey, ladies. This isn't a quick fix plan. I've been on this journey for 16 years. But the quickest and majority of up levels that I have had in this area have been in the last year. God is accelerating this message because he is on the move. And he has a plan and a purpose. And he needs his daughters. And could you imagine... What condition this world would be in if a million of his daughters really grasped hold of this message and stepped into their identity confidence? And the thing is, is he doesn't want this to take you 16 years. I believe he wants you to have a quick breakthrough over these next eight weeks. So it's the 10 week series, but we've got eight weeks left. So over the next eight weeks, so that you can finally move into your destiny and your purpose. Have you been wondering what those are? I did for a really long time. So stick with me. And by the end of these next eight weeks, you will have more clarity than you've ever had before. And you will have a clear and distinct direction as to where your life is headed and exactly what you should be doing. I hope you're excited about that because you know what? I'm excited for you. Once I finally got that clarity and once I finally realized what it was I was supposed to be doing, what my purpose was, it's like every day makes sense to me now. Every day I can see where my role is in the world and what I'm supposed to be doing. So identity, confidence, what is it exactly? And what does it look like? We will find out right after this short break. All right, welcome back. So let's talk about identity confidence. What does it look like? So I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself as the following woman I'm going to describe. And as I read through this and make these statements, how do these statements feel to you? How does it feel to imagine yourself as this woman? You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, who you belong to. The king. 
the king of kings. You are his daughter. He loves you so much. Everything he does is for you. He is always looking out for your best interest and he's always working everything out for your good. When he looks at you and thinks about you, he only sees love. He is constantly thinking about you and pursues you with a passion to have a great relationship with you. He longs to spend time with you. You are highly loved, treasured, and valued. Nothing can separate his love from you. He knew you before you were born and loved you even back then. He knows every little detail about you and cares about everything in your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And none of it makes him love you any less. You can boldly come before him at any time and ask him for anything because he gives you the desires of your heart. It is his good pleasure to give it to you and he wants you to live an abundant life. He fights every battle for you. He never fails. You already have the victory. Whatever you're going through, you already have the victory. Your inheritance is his kingdom. In him, all things are possible. You were created to have an intimate, close relationship with him. He is your strength, your rock, your fortress, your foundation, your protection, your provision, your salvation, your peace, and your joy. He is everything you want and need. In him is full satisfaction. He is your happy ever after. And this is who you were created to be, the daughter of the king. You were born royal. Okay, now open your eyes. How did you feel when I was describing this woman who is actually you? Did you agree or did you find yourself pushing back and resisting these statements? If you found yourself pushing back, scoffing, and resisting these statements, that's okay. There's reasons why. Because you're still living from that place of an identity crisis. But that's okay because we're going to work on this, tearing down these reasons, tearing down this identity crisis over the next few weeks. But you just have to commit to having an open mind, heart, and spirit over these next few weeks. And by week 10, you are going to be shouting from the rooftops from this perspective of being a daughter of the king. God showed me seven foundational keys to go all in with him and kingdom living. But... I couldn't make that commitment to go all in, to give my life over to him 100% until I overcame my identity crisis and moved the knowledge from my head to my heart 
that I am a daughter of the King of Kings. This is my confidence now. This is my firm foundation. This is the truth I always operate from, especially when I start feeling fear and doubt. He showed me that over the last 16 years, he has walked me through the four stages of becoming. Now, I don't know if there's more stages after that, but I'm on currently on stage four right now. And, you know, he still keeps showing me things every day. Right now, I'm currently working through soul ties on past relationships. And every time I think of a ex-boyfriend, um, you know, or I start thinking about, you know, something bad that happened or a regret or something like that, I say to myself, eliminate all options to go back. And, you know, that I want to break the tie from this person. And I've been asking him to show me where I still have ties to this person and whatever person comes up. And, you know, he's been showing me that. So he's been faithful. He continues to show me every day. So last night I was watching a show on, it's a show on Netflix. On, it's one of the royalty shows. Um, you know, there's, there's numerous ones. There's Rain, there's Crown, there's, um, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of different ones right now. Um, the crown or something like that. Um, but something really stuck out to me about it because here's the thing. And I watch a lot of these shows because there's a lot of correlations between God's kingdom and an earthly kingdom. And it really helps me learn about being a daughter of the king and how the kingdom works. So what he showed me last night is that, you know, in the courts or in the kingdom, you know, there's all different levels of people. And that's called your station, um, whatever level you're at. And many of the royal women were, their goal was to marry above their station, right? So that they could have more land, more money, their uh, family could be more provided for, that kinds of things. But some women would fall in love with someone below their station. And even though they fell in love with someone below their station, they could not marry them and they could not be with them forever. So as God was showing me this, or as I was watching that, God showed me that all these men in my past relationship were below my station. And I cannot tell you what a breakthrough that was for me to have that realization. Like, I mean, over in the past, you know, over the past few years, you know, as I've been working on this, it's like, okay, I know that, you know, all these men were removed from my life for certain reasons because they cannot go where I'm going. I am on a path with God and uh, he has a plan and a destiny and a purpose for my life that they could not go on because of you know, their beliefs, their backgrounds, their limitations, their um, whatever, right? Like they just, they were not in a position to go where I'm going. And, but when he said, when he showed me 
that these men were below my station, it just all made sense to me. It just clicked for me. Um, so anyways, he just continues to show me things like this. I just kind of wanted to put that little nugget in there. So he showed me these four stages of becoming that I've been walking through. And I'm going to talk about these four stages in week six of this 10 week series. And, you know, my past, you know, once I started identifying myself as a daughter of the king and acting like I was a daughter of the king, I felt so free and confident. I felt strong and sure. I felt closer to God than I ever did before. I am more decisive. I procrastinate less. I get more accomplished. I am bolder. I eagerly and regularly step out of my comfort zone now. And I have pushed past my fears and doubts and allowed God to show himself faithful time and time again. I've allowed him to work more in my life and I've given up control. It really is a beautiful, free, and happy life. And I want this for you. But more importantly, God wants this for you. This is the reason that he sent his son to die for you. So that you could live a victorious and abundant life in him. Amen. Amen. So that wraps up our topic for this week. And I would love to hear from you and your thoughts on the series so far. Uh, there is a way that you can send me a direct voice message right from my podcast page. And, you know, if you feel comfortable about sharing it on the podcast, your views, go ahead and say, hey, you have my permission to share this. And that would be awesome. But um, real quick, I just wanted to give an update on my fast. Um, I haven't been, uh, I haven't talked about it in quite a number of weeks. And some of you may be wondering what's going on with that. As you recall, I started a 90-day fast back on October 5th, and it was going to go till January 5th, right before my birthday. Well, I am here today to tell you I am no longer fasting. I intentionally stopped that fast. And the reason I stopped that fast was because God showed me that the reason I had been fasting and I have fasted a lot this year, more than I've ever fasted in my entire life. He showed me the intentions of my heart deep down, deep, deep down. Like, I thought the intentions of my heart were to get closer to him, to hear from him, to have more clarity, you know, which are all things, reasons why I was fasting. But the thing that he showed me that was deep, deep down in my heart was that I was using fasting as a way to manipulate him into answering my prayers faster. And the second he showed me that realization, that truth about what was deeply hidden in my heart, I immediately stopped fasting. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this one second further if that is what I'm doing. 
and I haven't fasted since. I have felt like I wanted to fast um, just because it's the end of the year and I still need answers to some of the things that I was fasting for, but I want to make sure that my intentions um, are coming from a really healthy and pure place. And so I broke my fast and I stopped fasting. And so does that change anything I've ever said about fasting and the power of fasting? No, it does not. And God is so amazing because he continues to take us from glory to glory. And when we live from a place of being open, completely open to God and giving him access to every area of our life, our mind and our heart, he is so faithful to show us where we still have things hidden in the very dark places. And when he shines his light on those hidden dark places, well, first of all, number one, it's not fun to get the revelation that you were trying to manipulate God. First of all, I felt horrible. And I didn't come on here and do my podcast for three weeks. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I just didn't feel motivated to really, I felt horrible. I felt like a horrible person at first, right? Like, but I, I've learned to get over that very quickly. Like before I used to just beat myself up. Like if God showed me I was doing something wrong, I would just beat myself up. Oh, I'm such a horrible person. Oh, that's all that, right? But I've just learned to be grateful. Thank you, God, for showing me that. Thank you for showing me that you want better for me. Thank you for showing me that I'm still holding on to something that is not healthy for me and that you only want the best for me. And, you know, I try to come to that grateful place fairly quickly. I do not like feeling bad about myself. Um, I used to beat myself up all the time. And I just, I don't want to go there anymore. Like I know deep down in my heart that there is no judgment and no condemnation from God. He's just like, Hey, look, here's this thing that I want to show you because I love you so much and I want you to be free from it. And, 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 and that comes out of just so much love and kindness from him, you know? And so he showed me that. So, you know, like I said, that wasn't very fun at first, but I got over it quickly and um, moved on. But I really think that it just kind of made me stall. Um, because number one, first of all, I don't ever want to give anyone the impression that I have it all together. I have it all figured out and I'm perfect because I am not. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you I am not. I am still learning every day. And God is still showing me things where I mess up. Right. But it's those, it's one thing to know when you keep doing something um, that you shouldn't be doing. Right. But it's when you don't even know, right. You don't even know. And he shows it to you. And that's the amazing thing. But then also when you are doing something that you shouldn't be doing and you keep doing it, asking him to help you with it, you know, help him to help ask you, ask him to give you 
a, a revelation, a kingdom revelation, right? Either from his word directly or that he would change your perspective about something 180 degrees. And there have been so many times that I have prayed that prayer and in an instant, he will speak to me and show me something and it will change my perspective 180 degrees. And it is so amazing how faithful he is when we trust in him like that. And this is where I think I've come a long way in my identity confidence. I mean, I truly work on this every day. Um, and I have been working on this every day for like 16 years. But like I said, he wants to up-level you quickly because he has a plan and a purpose and he doesn't have time to wait for everyone to take 16 years to get to this level. But does he also think that you could get to this level in 10 weeks? I don't know. But I hope that you have an amazing breakthrough of some sort listening to this podcast series. And do I deliver these podcast series super professional and, you know, 100% correct? No, I am an imperfect person taking imperfect action to get this message out here because I used to be a major perfectionist. And if I fell into that perfectionist mode, this message would never get out. So I only record these once. Do I stumble over my words? Do I probably forget to tell some really key important things? Probably, but I trust God to fill in the gaps for me. As long as you are willing to be open and to pursue it and to continue the conversation with God after the podcast is over, if you have any questions, you know, I think God will fill those gaps in for you. But certainly if I seem to have missed a very important point and something there seems to be a big gap or something's missing please 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 reach out to me and i will get back to you um i want this to be a valuable podcast for separated and divorced christian female entrepreneurs and if i'm not delivering that i need to know that i need to know how i can make it better how i can give you more value. I don't want to be on here just to talk, but I fully believe 100% that God has given me a message to give to women around the world. And I am just going to be faithful every week to get on here and do it. So we still have eight more weeks for this podcast series. And I I'm going to be starting with the first foundational key next week. And look, I put my notes down to talk about my fast and now I'm already lost. <laughs> See, imperfect action. But I know that I want to wrap this podcast up for this week. So next week, I'm going to talk about key one of the seven foundational keys to living your happy ever after. And I hope that you will join me. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast, um, on this series, on anything that I'm talking about, anything that you would love to share. If you want to give me a testimony, um, if you would be willing to allow me to share whatever it is you want to tell me, 
um, on my podcast, that would be awesome. I would love to start having some interaction with you guys. And, you know, if any of you have major breakthroughs during this 10-week series, you know, if you want to just record me a message and tell me what that is and give me permission to use it, that would be great. Or, you know, maybe um, I could get some of you on here and interview you and see how you're applying the information that you are learning on this podcast series. So I hope all of this made sense this week. And I hope that you will come back next week for key one of the seven foundational keys to living your happy ever after. Be sure to tune in next Sunday as we continue our 10-week series on the foundational keys to living your happy ever after. Love and shine.